and welcome to the Final Shots podcast, the podcast about sports, movies and everything in between. We're starting with cold open today, not just because uh, our sound was copyrighted, but also <laughs> um, just to apologise to our kind and, and numerous listeners yep. uh, for the delay this month and a couple of months. Yeah, we're trying to get back on, uh, back more on track, but... Uh... Today's a good start. We're actually Today's recording, which start. is what's amazing. Your, what's your excuse, mate? What was what's the problem? Well, I, well, I don't know. Well, finished my masters. Hey! And actually, just started a new job, which is exciting. So I thought, why not add an extra stress and do a podcast on top of everything happening? Uh, but no, exciting times. Uh, some like to do is a job to do stuff within sports data which is exactly what i want so so you are now actually an expert you you are now the sports expert Mm, that's uh expert is a very generous phrase but i'll take it i am the sports you're you're a professional sports lad is that what we call (laughs) it is that the uh yeah that's exactly what my linkedin says professional sports lad professional Um, sports lad and i am professional uh online video gal exactly <laughs> not quite movies but we're getting there not the best uh, comic book movie but you know okay but let's give an <laughs> update on since the last time we did a podcast which was actually before the euros wow for those who follow the football and good before news before the and... nba playoffs as well yes good news and bad news tara take it away uh well we learned that i was a traitor to my country <laughs> Maybe you are smart about that. Maybe... So, a long time ago, if you can think back, well, probably only, like, two episodes ago, but, you know, a Last long episode, time yes. ago, <laughs> um, I bet that Italy would win. And this was right at the beginning of the Euros. We didn't know how England was doing. And I put my money where my mouth was. Yes. And for those who are not most... Heavy football followers of All the Euros. All who've just, you know, forgotten because it's been a while. Yeah. England sadly lost. England lost. But England got to the final. England got to... got to the final. And I was a penny sure. And I was the only one in this country. Well, no. I'm sure there were some Italians. But, you know. I was in the minority who were very happy. Yeah. Because I won my... How much was it? Like, 40 quid? Yeah. So, you placed a bet a bit later. But I can... I mean, we actually have record of Tara saying... Italy as her dark horses. Mm-hmm. She didn't say necessarily... Well, she said to win, but I think it was quite... You know, it was a punt. She was just having oh, an educated I think guess. You, yeah, I think you underestimate how smart I am, James. We clearly have two football experts on this podcast. There we go, there we um, go. Unfortunately, my, like, um, fortune-telling ways was was not as fruitful when it came to the NBA. Yeah. That was a, that was a sad night. Yep, the Milwaukee Bucks. Yanis did ultimately win his first ring. Um, I mean, if we got to lose, at least it was to that because that was a pretty good yeah, story. He's a he's pretty, a really good man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm playing down how upset I was. Though. It was pretty rough. Like, there's very rare that there's not many people who would not like Yanis. I can't think of many. Maybe I can think of one, but um, <laughs> a little in joke there for whoever's listening. Um, but no, Yanis, great story. He celebrated by getting 50 chicken tenders to celebrate <laughs> his 50-point game 
sealed the title. So he's now in the age of, I think he's 27, has got an NBA championship, two MVPs, and a defensive player of the year. What a ledge. Uh, what a ledge, exactly. What a ledge. Amazing. Do you so, think he'll be getting his own Warner Brothers movie soon? Space Jam. Wow. I, I have forgot about that movie. Yeah. I um, think it was... To be honest, I think it's quite unforgettable, to be honest. Yes, that was true. Um, I wouldn't call it a forgettable movie. <laughs> says, oh, really? I'm speechless once. <laughs> it takes a lot to stop yeah, you talking. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll get more into it, uh, but let's... Talk about a bit of movies. I mean, that's a movie, mate. That is a no, movie. That is, the, that is the perfect synergy. It is. It's the perfect segue, mate. Through. This is this okay. is what our right, thing was great Let's talk about Show. Okay, I know you don't want it. Let's talk about Space Show. So there was a lot of hype. I think a lot of people didn't think it was going to be good. Well, I guess the original Space Jam, which came out nineties, those people who watched that, who obviously would have been really excited. Uh, are now what probably thirty and stuff, mm. and there's no, there's no, you know, beat around the bush. Space Jam Two, or sorry, because you know movies that end in number two normally typically don't do well. So Space Jam: A New Legacy mm-hmm. is definitely a kids movie, as is the first Space Jam. One. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think one. it got a lot of hate. But I think it was pretty much the same. I think it was like enjoyable from from a, I don't know. I was I didn't watch Space Jam as a kid. I only watched it recently. So I was like, oh yeah, these movies are both pretty good, you know, as for a kid. Oh, the one thing I would say is just so long. It was really, really long. And I mean, LeBron, bless him. Oh no, oh, that's so mean. I just... <laughs> there was just something not quite right there. Well... LeBron is a very charismatic man. Of course. And so I, I actually had more hope. Yeah. I was like, he, great personality. He He's he's a lot on social media. I thought he'd be better than Jordan. Yeah. And actually, I thought he'd be miles better than Jordan. Yeah. Jordan, especially being in this age of always having cameras in front of you. I mean, Michael Jordan had that. Let's not. Yeah. Let's not. Uh, but... And I don't want to blame it on the script or anything. Let's just blame it on the acting. Maybe he didn't have enough to go by, but yeah, I think his acting was awful. Yeah, was awful. I, Overacted. I think. I think it's the same. I think the everyone else agreed with you. They were like, "Oh yeah, he'll he'll be more charismatic because he is." You know, if he just plays himself, he'll be fine. But he couldn't play himself. Was the issue there with Michael Jordan? He had pretty much nothing to do in that movie. He, he was just Michael played Jordan. himself. There was no storyline. To be fair, like there was a storyline with this movie, which did require a minimum level of acting, which I don't think was quite there. You know, the kid was great. I like the kid. Yeah, his know? son. We're talking yeah. about, but not his actual son. But but what was weird is he's LeBron James was an actor playing LeBron James, but he couldn't be LeBron James. <laughs> There's a bit too many too levels many there levels, for me. Too many levels. Because if he was just LeBron, he would have been fine. <laughs> but instead, he was an overacting, basically like playing a skit. He was. It just was not great. Uh, Do you know what? A lot of people said Don Cheadle saved it. No. But I completely disagree. I was like, I, I thought, I thought he would. 
Don Cheadle is a great actor. It was, in my opinion, like, at least in the first, like, little monologue of his evil monologue thing, I was just like, come on. That, I think, tells me that wasn't an acting issue. That was a script issue. To give LeBron James better of that. If Don Cheadle can't do it, then yeah. why are we asking LeBron to do it? So what know? I'd say about that is Don Cheadle, we can say, is a great actor. Mm. So I wouldn't fault him if he put in a bad performance. And personally, I would say his acting was over the top, a very kid-like villain, which is, you know, like I said, this is a kid's yeah, movie, that's cool. fine. But just for the adults out there, because we are adults, you know. And also you thing. don't need to, you know, there's great kid movies where you don't, like, talk down to kids. Exactly. You see stuff I thought like Space Story. Jam 1 it's... was like that, you know? I, you know a lot of people criticise Space Jam 1 for being kind of shitty, which, fair enough. But I don't think it was, like patronising in the way this was. I don't know. I just didn't like it. There's there's a lot I liked about it. I thought it was an okay movie. I think I liked it more than the criticism. Uh, But it still wasn't good. Well, I think a lot of the criticism was those people who did really like Space Jam growing up and then just, you know, firstly probably don't like LeBron as well, relative to MJ. That Mm. plays a big part. With the Don Cheeto stuff, also it does show maybe having your favourite actors in certain things does sway your opinion that way. Like, I'm not saying people are blinded by that, their favourite actors, but that is a factor. Anyway, I don't particularly like... I didn't like his performance. I didn't particularly like anyone's performance. The cartoons were great, though. I enjoyed those. Yeah, and I think... Look, I don't want to say too much on this because it is very old news, but I would like just to end with saying I very much like Michael Jordan in it. He was brilliant. Mm, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Amazing. I, I didn't think LeBron would get to that level of letting uh, MJ be in his movie, but <laughs> that, that that was at least uh, great. And actually what I did like... Which <laughs> Just I think... in case people haven't seen it, I think you need to explain it. Right? No, I think uh, treat yourself. <laughs> Watch the full... Very long movie, after, just to understand that one inside joke. After you listen to this amazing podcast, obviously, <laughs> go put Space Jam A New Legacy on and find out for yourself. Yeah. But one thing I would say, and I think this was a criticism, but I actually personally liked it, um, but I guess it was a missed opportunity, was the world building had so much potential and I liked seeing a lot of the cameos. I think the criticism was that then it felt just like a big advert. They were just like shoehorning like Harry Potter or... Think was there Sonic? Maybe not Sonic, but like Iron Giant, all that type of stuff. A lot of their King Kong, those type of mascots mm. in there, just to be like Warner Brothers flexing. We got these properties, you know. I thought that was cool. Though. I thought it was I really thought cool the too. Harry Potter world was cool. That was my favorite part. That little uh, montage. Yeah. Them going no, to no, no I really liked it. It was just like it was nostalgic. Yeah. Um, Which I, is what the movie is. But know? I do understand the criticism that everything was just slapped in your face and that the execution was poor because you could have created these worlds a bit better or at least you could have integrated these characters a bit more. If you're looking for somewhere that's not about consumerism, Space Jam is not the place. Look at Space Jam 1. It's just to sell Jordans, right? Yeah. Come on, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. But that is what this movie is. And there's, again, nothing wrong with that. I would go watch Harry Potter straight after. <laughs> I mean, one bro- I think money-wise, it did pretty well as well. So... It just, yeah. LeBron's not going to be complaining too much. I don't think he will be. I also don't think there'll be a Space Jam 2, let's hope. But, who knows? You mean like Space Jam money. 3, because yeah. there's already been two. Space Jam 2.1 or whatever. Or Space Jam <laughs> A New Legacy 2. <laughs> 
I don't know. What would you call it? Space, but... um, an error correction. I don't know. Or I, uh, I really enjoyed afterwards we watched the No Dunks review. Yeah, which is great. Uh, but one thing I can't remember who said it, but <laughs> when they were going through all the different Warner Brothers universes. It was a little bit like, why are you watching this rubbish when you could be watching like Game of Thrones? You know what I mean? Oh yes, the game. There was the Night King just in the background cheering. Like that stuff. You, you. I feel like a great fantasy. At least for me, I'd love to see Iron Giant fight. Let's say Iron Man. Mm. You know, like that cross and obviously cross industry stuff. Uh, sorry, like Studio, company yeah. studios probably wouldn't happen. So this wasn't. But what it was also is. LeBron could like look, it's the Looney Tunes you want them in it. But he already showed us what we're missing. He created a team with Iron Giant in it, him, I I remember, King Kong. He he showed us this could have been an amazing movie, having all these amazing characters as basketball players against maybe other monsters. Instead, we got the Looney Tunes, which are great as a comic relief, but then it's like, oh, actually that would be cool. Iron Giant playing basketball would be sick. It felt to me a bit like into the Spider-Verse, but, like, shit and consumeristic. Do you know what I mean? Well, shit is just where we will leave this <laughs> uh, Quick question. Yeah. So, do you know the IMDb score? Uh, let's say... I, I have seen it. I'm trying to remember. It was a very long time ago. What would you give the movie, then? What would I give it? It's hard, because it's about, you know, like, know the audience, right? For the audience, it's, it's fine. For you. For me, there's not many movies I wouldn't watch again. I'm, I'm not very critical of movies, but I'll give it like a two out of ten. Ooh. So what's that IMDb then? I'd say it's like four point five. Wow. Okay. And before I reveal, you haven't watched this yet because I will not want to watch it with you. But the last Airbender, which oh, I have no. specifically said is my worst movie. What do you think that's rated? That has to be so low. I think that's probably like the lowest one. I'm going to say like a 2.5. Cool. So I'll reveal that Space Jam and New... Actually, Space Jam and New Legacy on IMDb is 4.4. So very close. You were like 0. So you basically got the nail on the head. I think I have seen it, to be fair. Well, that's fine. You didn't really remember. Uh, Like the movie is something you probably forget. (laughs) The Last Airbender, the movie, the horrible movie in 3D... (laughs) For those who wanted to do that. I think I may have watched it for you. I can't remember. Rated four. Fair. Rated four. Fair. That's not... Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So it's on similar levels of Space Jam, which is really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's not great, is it? That's not great at all. <laughs> Should we talk about maybe better movies, better content? <laughs> well, I would, you know, I would say, like, big block... Blockbuster-wise, you know, now people go back to cinema. There's been surprisingly few things on. Well, they had Fast 9. What's... Oh, Fast 9. Oh. oh. I don't know how that's done, but Fast 9. Well, yeah, we're on our way there. How how many Fasts are we into? Fast Uh, 5? Four? Four feels right. We're on five. So, we have been trying to catch up. Yes. And watching the No Dunks reviews yeah. as we go. No Dunks has inspired us to watch of Fast and Furious. Because it was, as, and I still think it is the case, 
we didn't think much of the Fast and Furious no. franchise before this. I feel like I've changed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, neither of us had watched any, so that just shows Watch Hobbs and Shaw. No, but see, we watched Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw was great. I loved Hobbs and Shaw. Um, not much has lived up to Hobbs and Shaw, oh, which really? says a lot, because not Hobbs and Shaw three. was like great in a, like, that's a really bad movie kind of way. Not even Tokyo. Tokyo that Drift. is the one. Did that Tokyo not? Drift is a genuine good movie. And I would watch it again, like, eight times. It was, I loved it so much. It made me realise why people do love these movies. You know, it can be cringy, it can be... But, like, man, when it's good, it's good. So, the only thing I knew about Fast and Furious was... It's like a superhero movie. It's all about family. <laughs> and Toko Drift is one of the better movies. So I was very excited for it because oh, no. I watched, I watched when we first, when we watched The Fast and the Furious, the first movie, I think that's what it's called anyway. I was like, for the first 40 minutes when I was watching, I was like, what's everyone complaining about? This is a great movie. This is an undercover cop trying to, you know, investigate it in case. And there's so much sort of depth within these characters. And then that did quickly change. Like they did, for, once I saw the first Corona bottle, I think uh, after the 40 minutes, it did become the Fast and Furious I was expecting. But yeah. before that, I actually thought it was quite good. Yeah. Uh, like, all talking about this sort of car mechanics, it was, like, quite intellectual. <laughs> okay. Mm. Anyway, anyway, back to Tokyo Drift. And I was watching it. I was like, okay, this meant to do the best. And to watch the cars are amazing. The drifting is amazing. The, well, I mean... If you haven't watched it, spoiler alert, but the guy who died, I can't remember his name. Paul Walker? No. Oh, the, oh you movie. mean in the movie? Yeah, yeah. So, I was oh. like, you forgot Paul Walker's name. No, no, no. no. Um, Han. Han. He was great. But for me, in a movie where the main character you really dislike, it's very hard for me to enjoy that movie. Um, Particularly his accent was just not great for me. I just... After having Paul Walker, who I'm not saying looks at all, but who's a stunning man. Um, yeah, I mean, Paul Walker carries that franchise. Yeah, no, no, exactly. So I was missing him. I was missing that. We didn't even have, like, Vin Diesel or something. I'm but not that's saying... the thing. If it... Okay, Tokyo Drift with Paul Walker, I think, would have been great. I think my issue is, and I've, it's taken me about five movies to realise this, technically six with Hobbs and Shaw. So I like most of the movies... I like the first half of Tokyo Drift, like you said, before Vin Diesel comes in. Not Tokyo Drift, sorry, The Fast and the, the Fast Furious. And Furious yeah. um, I love Tobbs and Shaw and I love Tokyo Drift. What do they all have in common? Don't have Vin Diesel. No Vin Diesel, man. So how was number no four Vin for Diesel. you? I can't remember it. That's literally... Was he that... was wrapping presents. Maybe that was. <laughs> maybe that didn't help. Was that the one where the truck rolled over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The... Is that the one where? I mean, spoilers, obviously. <laughs> but is that the one? We're where never gonna say spoilers again. His girlfriend maybe. dies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember it. Can't remember. And then I always thought she was alive, and then she was dead. It's, it's, boring. it's boring. I don't think she's dead, but. But she don't like. They didn't. Maybe she comes back. I, I don't know. know. It was just. I mean, so boring. Be fair. I just remember them coming out of the cave at the end. And that's it. I don't remember anything that happened before because it was like the other movies before. It was... Okay, do you know what? No, no. So the first two movies were like 
so naughties. It was painful. The fourth one tried to, like, like regenerate it, right? And make it cool and modern and, like, yeah, none of the characters serious, knew, right? Which but, is crazy. No, in four. The third one. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah. In four, they tried to make it serious, right? They were like, okay, let's let's forget the legacy. Like, they also called it Fast and Furious again because they wanted to, like, rebrand, right? And, yes, that was better. You know, we didn't have the weird little um, Nox effects that was happening. I don't know what that was. Um, but it just made it a generic bad movie rather than, like, a very bad... At least it's a little bit funny movie, you know? Like, in the second one, you had the, like, the, the buddy duo with him and the old, the guy from prison. And then this one was just like, oh, it's revenge about, about some girl who died who we actually don't really know or care about. And, oh, wait, it's just like, okay, cool, it's just normal. You know? That was... I don't remember anything that happened. Give me an actual storyline. And that's what I liked about Tokyo Drift. There was an actual storyline that I actually cared about. It wasn't, oh, let's do a lot of car races, plus, like, weave some stories in it. And I do think it will get better. I do think 4 was the beginning of that, but 4 just did it in such a boring way. We will see how 5 goes. Yeah, I think it's only going to get more outrageous, as we saw. I feel like by Hobbs and Shaw sort of levels, sort of years, they really honed the craft of knowing, Mm. like, you just go crazy and, like, the storylines don't have to be so serious, like you yeah, said. So I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. They're trying to get the balance. So we'll get... We're going to see the progression. Um, we'll because watch five soon. three was very serious. It was good. It was good. No, I really it liked it. good. Four was not serious. It was serious, but it wasn't good. It was just boring. The love interest in number three would shock... Well, shocked me was uh, the girl from Bruno Mars's music video called Just Away... Uh, just the way you are. Very, and was, um, very deep cut. Well, that's, it's just crazy. It's <laughs> weird to see it because I think it was before the movie, as, uh, the video as well. So it's crazy. But enough of Fast and the Furious. Uh, family is important, guys. Always remember that. <laughs> uh, you know, hug mum and dad. Um, like, and, they're teaching uh... you life lessons here and always drive fast. Uh, no, let's not recommend that on this podcast, James. Okay, always drive, drive slow. Drive at the speed limit. So, I feel like that's all our trashy movies out of the way with. Well, I mean, we've, got, we've always got plenty more, but... But, yeah. you know, we, 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 uh, we're better than that on this podcast, James. Are we? I think you're going to tell me if we are. <laughs> well, uh, recently we watched In the Mood for Love. We did. Which is meant to be an absolute classic, and I loved it. Yeah, I think it was very interesting. Very interesting. Um, interesting. That's a great word, isn't it, James? I think that it... means you didn't like it. No, no, I actually really liked it. Um, it was in Cantonese, mm. right? <laughs> I mean, you should <laughs> know. <laughs> yes. It was in Cantonese, which was a nice bonus, because I didn't need to read the subtitles. <laughs> but the subtitles definitely helped, because I'm not saying... I know every single word, but and uh, the lead actor was um, Long Till Wei, which is one of those actors where, well, I know sort of Cantonese actors like Andy Lau and various others, but he's one where I don't really know what he does or did. I assume acting, mm. but I know of his name from my parents. So it's like one of those where you're like, oh, yes, he is a big name, and this is, I guess, one of his more. Uh, new, uh, well, his first 
one of his earlier roles, potentially, on the mainstream Yeah, market. I think for a Western audience, this is kind of where he got known. Uh, but yeah, so the reason we kind of went back to this old movie, uh, I say old, it's only 2000s, but obviously it's set. That's pretty old. <laughs> it's set in the 60s. Um, but was because I think next week's going to be our episode on Shang-Chi. Yeah, if we Hopefully. get to watch it. Yeah. Um, and he's in it, right? He's Exactly, along with a, a lot, like it's a star-studded cast. Isn't it? I mean, who else is in it? Well, uh, Jung from King Convenience as Shang-Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Aquafina. Of course. Uh, who else is in it? I mean, I know you mentioned a couple of names you knew from like... Oh, uh, yeah. So I don't know their names, but uh, for anyone who's watched Gods of Honor on TVB, Lei Ding, which is the character, the dad of Nata, is... Uh, he's in it. And... Michelle Yeoh's in it. Obviously, um, the guy from Doctor Strange. Ah, uh, yeah. Benedict Wong, that's the one. And the, uh, yeah, there's a lot more, lots of Asian actors, which is good to see the representation, because you don't always see that many um, Asian actors in films. Or, well, you do, but, like, it's just nice seeing... Yeah, and I think it's obviously an important movie, like, being, like, the first Asian yeah. Marvel Superhero, like how basically. Black Panther exactly, was massive exactly, as well. Yeah. So. so yeah, we thought we'd have a look at uh, Tony Long. I'm, I'm not going to attempt to say his Chinese name because you said it beautifully. Long Tiwai. Way. Long Tiwai. That's pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Oh, gosh. So explain more in the mood for love. Oh, and what, I, what your thoughts, basically. I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. So it's such a like quiet movie. It's, it's basically about these two people um, who find out their partners are having an affair, their neighbours, and the partners are having an affair with each other. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel like I haven't explained that well. Um, and basically they start hanging out and becoming friends and kind of throughout the movie this slowly builds this like relationship between them. And it's just... Oh, I, can't, I can't describe it. It's like when you see a, mu- yeah, sorry, a movie so beautiful... It's just like the cinematography, the music, and just the relationship between those two, and like the way you could like feel it, you know. Yeah, I think describing it as a quiet movie mm. is actually perfect, and not trying to uh, say that in a negative way. Um, what What was interesting is because they started to sort of reenact how their partners would like how they would have initiated the cheating and various activities. They would, like, pretend they bumped into each other one day and then just say, oh, do you want to go to a hotel room? Like, that doesn't sound great, but obviously <laughs> in the context of this film, it was interesting to look at how people deal with cheaters, like the denial stage, the anger stage, but also maybe the acceptance, this accepting stage. And it is... A well-directed movie and it did highlight great themes of like people's emotions and how they react and also just interactions between uh people in your environment because what why they were they were next door neighbors but basically i guess in hong kong there's not that much space available so uh so basically you would rent out a room or in these complexes it was like two let's say flats mm. but let's say there's four rooms in each flat a couple would rent out a room because there would be a landlord and 
that would be your living situation because and you'd eat either together or get very cheap sort of noodles and stuff like that because it is very cheap very quick and so that's the sort of situation where there's like a few families in these two sort of flats and I guess that's how the wife of the main the, the wife and the husband met each other and then started cheating and I guess if ever they want a booty call when they knew each other partners weren't there they would just kind of go next door or may, okay no not next not, it can't be it next. was it was it was next it door was. wasn't it okay. it was very cheeky <laughs> but like uh, I think well like Wong Kar Wai the director is like one of the most famous Hong Kong directors and the way he makes Hong Kong look in the 60s I think was when it's set it's just amazing don't you think yeah like the the little noodle stands and the rain and the heat and the smoking and, like it, oh, it added yeah. so much character it's just so cool it was like classic hollywood vibes but in hong kong yeah you know? exactly and like there's so many little touches that like like you were saying about the, the the movers who had that little cold rag around their shoulders it's so like hong kong but yeah i i just loved it oh yeah i really liked how we didn't ever see the husband and wife you know it was just it was basically just these two characters and and um I think Maggie Chang, yeah, Maggie Chung, um, she was great in it. Like both of them. I wonder if he can bring it with Shang Chi. We'll see. Yeah. Um I mean, based on this performance, it depends on like for Space Sham, it depends on the script he was given in Shang Chi. Um <laughs> I do feel like you'll prefer Shang Chi though. Yeah, I can. Yeah. What, what, what was, because I feel like I like, I love this movie. Like, this is now making it into my, like... Top five, top ten. Top ten, I would say, yeah. No, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And I think when you sit down and reevaluate sort of the choices made in the mm. movie, you appreciate it so much more. I think I, I found it kind of weird how how they started to get that romantic connection when initially it was like because of their two partners cheating and I get I understand it's because they spent more time together which is a natural way to you know get in a more romantic relationship but actually them sort of reenacting certain situations was a bit personally weird <laughs> it was very weird it was really unexpected you know? I didn't expect it it was it was definitely a different movie than I thought it would be yeah you know uh, especially spoiler alert that they don't get together at the end. You never see them kiss. You never see anything in their romance because then romance never begins. It's all about the love that could be, you know. But what I f- maybe this is just like thinking out loud here was I think throughout the movie you wasn't always sure if they would go down the romantic route. Like I think you felt s- there was so much connection and it was getting so close to becoming a relationship. I think I would have wanted to stop it may be two progressive moments before mm. or one progressive moment like before they actually like knew they liked each other type of thing because i but then i did really like the choice that they didn't end up being together but mm. i wanted it more like they just never acted on those actions and they would have kept it like more of that question of what could have been but i think it was though. i think it was because I, I, I feel like even before we kind of knew it and before they knew it you could tell there was something between them you know like you know when when they're trying to hide the fact that they're because basically they don't want to be seen by the landlady because they don't want anyone to talk 
It's like, yeah, as much as I agree, you don't want to be seen because of people talking. You know there's the intentions behind there as well, you know. As much as you you can't say enough about people gossiping and all those kind of social stuff, it's like, there's definitely something there. No, I think you're right. I think maybe, you know, they did have a good mixture of, like, how, how progressive they went in that relationship and then stopped at a good point where then they would have just been in a relationship. I think it then it just goes back to my point of, like, the way they started spending time together was just a little weird, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really reminds me of that movie, and I can't remember the name, which is very useful. But you know the movie with... I can't remember anyone's name. Um, Black Widow. Yeah, Scarlett Johansson. Oh, uh... In Japan. Cool. It's, Lost, uh, in translation. Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation. It reminded me of that because um, obviously there's the Asian element, but not really because of that, but it was more like the like loneliness you see with these characters. Mm-hmm. And then um, Siri has just decided to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's very good at listening, isn't he? <laughs> um, but yeah, the loneliness you see between the characters and it's like, it's like these, it's, it's just a picture of two people who need, want to find something and they find something in another person, you know? And that movie just reminded me again, did we think they had, like, because so, I don't think they pursued anything further in Lost in Translation either. I think they kiss at the end and that's they kiss. it. kiss, okay, that's interesting. I think. But, like, it's it was like a, very, a goodbye kind of kiss. What could happen, what could have happened. Yeah, exactly. What they would, might want to happen. Completely, but. completely. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just thought it was a really interesting movie and I kind of... I'd like to see more, you know? Yeah, they do kiss at the end With of Bill Murray. Yeah. Yeah, that was very romantic. And uh, I guess that segues well towards <laughs> the return of Ronaldo to the Premier League, um, to the Theatre of Dreams. There you go. That is a story, isn't it? Yeah, so... Do you think that will be made into a movie soon? Knowing Ronaldo, he's going to make a movie for of himself for sure I Space mean Space Jam with Ronaldo can you see it <laughs> if United somehow win the Premier League I can't it... imagine him being better than LeBron to be honest and it's hard to be worse than LeBron so I say a lot do you think he's a good actor Ronaldo oh, but, oh, he's such a narcissist I think because if he was in a movie he would play himself and he plays himself very well that's what we thought about What's LeBron interesting, though, what happened would you want Ronaldo as your main character because he won't be a side character. I tell no, you that. that's that exactly. But as a movie goes, would you root for the? It depends if you do the story right of him getting to the Ronaldo stage. Because Ronaldo, as he is now, isn't a protagonist you want to root for. But maybe that's the appeal. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe. But no, big news. Ronaldo came back. Um, it was looking like he was actually joining Man City, but Sir Alex Ferguson was like, "No, you're a Manchester United boy." And money-wise, it works great for the club. It probably isn't what Man United needed, but they do have a talisman. As we say this, they have just lost 1-0, and they had a penalty in the, in I think, the 93rd minute. And who took it, Tara? Who took the penalty? Was it Ronaldo? No. Oh. So <laughs> there's been a debate, and we'll talk about fantasy football a little bit later, but... Bruno Fernandes has been amazing for Man United and he's been taking penalties. But Ronaldo has come. And what do we know about Ronaldo? Mm, he takes good penalties. Yes, but also 
He's the main man. He has a big oh, yeah. ego. Yeah, yeah. How does he let Bruno Fernandes take the penalties? But and potentially it's cost him a point today. Um, they should let Ronaldo do it then. He's got an ego for a reason. Ex- exactly. Exactly. Reason. If you go pay that money, you know. But how do you? F- what do you think of the Ronaldo move? Well, Ronaldo is your favorite footballer ever. Uh, that's. I feel like that stuff may have changed, but he was someone I. I was m- always more of a Ronaldo fan mm. over Messi. Let's put it that way. I think it. <laughs> See, this is a part of the podcast where I talk bullshit, but. I'm just going to say what I think. I think it spices up the Premier League a little bit. I think it makes me a lot more interested. Because it's Ronaldo, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know? I just, I don't know. <laughs> That's my hot take. It's Ronaldo, <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know it makes Man United challengers, but it just makes it a bit more exciting for them. Does it not make them challengers? Uh, based on their recent performances as well. <laughs> A lack of a potential midfielder, no. Man but City, he's been Chelsea. playing very well for them in the in the few games. Yes, yeah, so he's apart scored... from not being able to take the penalty, that wasn't his fault. He wasn't given the chance. So give think... him the chance, James. Give him the chance. So I think he's played in four games, mm-hmm. and he's got four goals. There you go. So great, but I don't. I think Man City and Chelsea and Liverpool may have too much for them, for them to win the Premier League. Is look. It's romantic, but I don't know if it will have the potential substance. I don't think it's a long-term relationship. Let's put that How way. old is Ronaldo? 36, I want to say. So is, it, is this his kind of beginning of the end? Yes. So it's, I think, an interesting move to come back, you know? It's more of a legacy aspect then. It's the romantic rather than the... Like, trying to achieve more and get more. Yeah, well, it's a strange move because, well, another big news, mm. Messi's joined PSG. Mm. That in itself has made PSG the favourites of the Champions League. Mm. Messi and Ronaldo are in the GOAT discussion. But Ronaldo's chosen a destination which I think helps him, like you say, with the romantics, the story behind it. Mm. But I don't know if it helps him winning trophies, which yeah. is an odd move for Ronaldo. Yeah. Was Messi has gone to a place where PSG, they just won the league anyway, but now are the favourites of the Champions League. So, I'd like to see how many goals. I think he's going to score so many goals, but I just don't know it's the best move for him, like increasing, getting more accolades, winning more Ballon d'Ors, which means, mm. which is a like award which says you're the best player in the world, which isn't always the case, isn't You know, there is a lot of like, politics behind it but maybe he wants a quieter life you know well he's not going to get that man united retire to the manchester countryside you know? <laughs> have a little cottage i mean he's like he's gonna be worshipped there he's i know gonna... but that's the thing but yeah maybe he's gone to a smaller pond to be more appreciated rather than to be constantly compared to messi and whatever. i don't think those comparisons will ever end <laughs> but i do our... think premier league is the place to be though you know it's true. I like okay. This is outside of point of view. I think there's a lot more interest in like the Spanish leagues, Italian leagues, etc. But there's something about like the Premier League that is just yeah. I don't it's know. the biggest. It's it's the biggest. Yeah. League in the world. It's, there's no there was no rivalry before. When you mm. add Ronaldo, when you add Lukaku, 
Mm. All the big names that go into the league. He's got the mo- most money as well. That's an undeniable factor that attracts these players. Best managers, like... Best teams? You know, you got Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> and they say you're not funny. Um, <laughs> but speaking of, tomorrow's the derby? Yes, the North London derby. Oh. And How often does this happen, by the way? Because I feel like it's... So, okay. So how, let, let's give you some trivia. How many games are... How many games does a team play in the Premier League in a season? Okay, so they have Pass to play everyone once, right? Yes. So there's like... Okay, how many teams in Premier League? I'm going to say there's 24. No. 23? No. 22? No. 21? No. 10? <laughs> 20. <laughs> 20, okay. Okay, so close. So close. Um, So 20... Okay, now this is just, did nice. I do well in my degree? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, so 19? <laughs> yes, yeah, so they have 19 <laughs> opponents. And then, so each plays 19, so then you have to do like a to the power of, right? <laughs> so let's put it this way. If you play a team, home and away, oh, how does that home work? home and away. I don't know how many games are <laughs> Cool. So you play each team twice. Yeah. So if there's 19 teams, you times that by two. So how many games will they play in? 38? Perfect. Exactly. 38. So asking that, there are two North London derbies each year in the league. So they play each oh, other okay. twice. Nice. Home and away at nice. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and So is this one at Emirates or? At the Emirates. Ooh. Bad. <laughs> yeah and I guess to give a little sort of background on how the teams have been pl- pl- been doing Spurs actually surprisingly won three games in a row at the start of the season but is that they... surprising they've got, they've got good players like, I know it's surprising to to you as an Arsenal fan but is it actually surprising it is taking away your biases it is actually surprising because it was like in... I feel like they're consistently top five uh, well I think they finished top seven let's say top seven cool fine well, why it's surprising is because they had the drama of whether Harry Kane would be leaving. Mm. Their first game was against Man City. Did they win? Yes. Exactly. That is surprising, <laughs> right? Um, and actually looking at the underlining numbers, they're, even though they kept three clean sheets, actually it they potentially should have conceded more. Mm. So I think they have been a bit lucky. And like last week, again, I guess it was Chelsea, but they lost 3-0. Chelsea, they started well, but Chelsea did basically sh- taught them a lesson. Um, but all in all, new manager as well, Nuno Spirento Santo. Ah, where was he before? Do you know? At Wolves. Ah. And he's a good manager, but also maybe not sort of the progressive type you'd want. Like he's not the new Pep Guardiola, for example. Um, so Spurs are not in the best place right now, but also Arsenal aren't either. They, they, I mean, Spurs at least won the three games, <laughs> their first three games. Also lost the first three games. Um, we've since won two in a row, one nil each. So one nil to the Arsenal. There you go. Um, so, but I think the derbies, in a way, like isolated from all of that. Sometimes. Yeah, I think that's a good point because. In those type of games, you have those extra motivating factors. Um, 
it's something what like when you say there's a culture within a team everybody knows this is one of the biggest games in your season because you don't you want the bragging rights that gives you so much more reason to win like for example if you're playing badly this motivates you to sort of like you don't need sort of motivation for to play this game and is this the first derby uh with a with a crowd with an audience since lockdown I'm not entirely... There might have been a crowd from the last, but I think this has been the first time, like, a packed crowd. Mm. This is going to no be... No restrictions. Exactly. So it's going to be exciting. Uh, it's on 4.30 tomorrow. I mean, honestly, I have a good feeling. I have a good really? feeling. I mean, it's at home. have got to back your boys. It's at home. Do you not have a good feeling? What do you think the score will be, Tara? I think it'll be 5 0 to Arsenal, James. That's fantastic. I love that confidence. I'm going to be see, more. Uh, I predicted Italy, right? So... Okay, honestly, if you call it now, <laughs> you should put maybe a little bit in. 5 0! Great odds. Okay, okay. No, you I said 5 0. Predict... Back here. No. And I would say a more modest 2 1 to the Arsenal. I was about to say, I was going to say 2 1. I so like Tara says 5 0, I say 2 1. I hope it's a 2 1. You want a good scoring game. A 0 0. To start off would just be a bit sad. Speaking of sad, oh, fantasy oh no. football. Uh, I'll give you an update on my team. I've got the Lukaku's, got the Ronaldo's, got the Salah. I know I'm bragging a little bit here. I mean, but impressive. the big hitters have not been hitting. Oh no. I just captain Ronaldo. He didn't even get given the penalty. He didn't get <laughs> given the penalty. He would have scored it. I tell you, <laughs> it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have saved. Been saved or either missed. Actually, no, I heard it yeah, missed. It was, like Bruno yeah, Fernandez just mile, guide it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh! Ugh. Uh, <laughs> but so I captained uh, Ronaldo. He obviously didn't score and didn't get a chance to score. <laughs> and not bitter at all. And then got Lukaku, who just played City. Uh, and City actually just taught Chelsea a lesson. So I think mm. the narrative of the season has I mean, been... he did he did score, right? He did score, but, but it was offside. offside so. yeah, it's a sad day. It's a sad um, day. But what was, what's been interesting is, I think there's been a narrative, or, you know, the early talk is Chelsea are amazing. Mm. And Man City, they couldn't get Harry Kane. Chelsea got Lukaku. Chelsea looking really good. And City just drew against Southampton going into this game. Before the League Cup, but in the Prem. And everybody's just, I guess, viewing it as it's Chelsea's to lose. Or Chelsea's looking like... Is it the end of City, favorite. do you reckon? Uh, not at all. I mean, Chelsea just... Uh, Man City won the game as well. And really taught... Like, they deserved it as well. And probably should have won by, like, 2-3-0 to mm. against Chelsea. Still early in the season. I think Chelsea will win the league. But I think Pep Guardiola is just... The best, to be honest. That gets thrown around a lot, but he's a great manager. What do you think of... Has there been a United-Chelsea game? I No, not yet. Not would, yet. Would that be interesting to see Ronaldo against your favourites? Uh, I think Chelsea would beat him easy, yeah. to be honest, interesting, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I would, uh, I would like to see that game. But yeah, so... Hopefully next week fantasy we'll see we'll see a bit more. Are you looking to take off anyone? Uh, I mean if Ronaldo's aren't on pens, he might have to go to be honest. But surely after that they're gonna put him back on. 
It's true. It's true. I'll, I'll, I'll see how it goes because um, I like having the three big hitters. It feels mm. nice. But that's a lot of money in your team that you could go somewhere else if they're not scoring. But I'll see how the next few weeks go. Um, but moving on to tennis news, I guess. Yeah. It's not stuff we've spoken about too much. We've, I mean, I think we've... Any time we've spoken about tennis, is more about the dissatisfaction of Djokovic, which yeah. we'll mention him in a little bit. But oh, we now? Yeah, I mean, I, we, we both enjoy tennis a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, I for sure enjoy I mean, it. I'm a Federer fan, you're an Adele fan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, we've never really been able to root for the UK. I mean, apart from, bless him. Andy Murray. Andy Murray, <laughs> I forgot his name. Andy Murray, who, you know, it's a whole thing of he's British when he wins and Scottish when he loses, yeah. isn't it? So he's, he's definitely Scottish now, yeah. isn't he? <laughs> but our gal Emma from London, <laughs> from ENDS. <laughs> she won the US Open. US Open, incredible. 18, coming in. Wow. I think she's like 22 now in the world. Really? I yeah. don't know. Coming wow. in from like absolutely nothing. That's great. Insane. Insane. What was you doing at 18? Oh, gosh. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. A-levels? Uni. Freshers. Oh, my uh, God. It'll be fresh. I mean, freshers week. Enjoy freshers, everyone, who's a uni <laughs> lad student. <laughs> Probably waiting in line for, like, Ministry of Sound or something. Oh, yeah. Ministry. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Especially during these times. Imagine. The fear of COVID. I guess it's a bit exciting. Oh, have you got COVID? Yeah, no. Double jab? Oh. Gosh, no, I'm just glad to stay home, to be honest. Yeah. I think it's been a blessing. Um, but yeah. No, it's amazing. great news. Yeah. Amazing news. I'm excited to see. I think she's going to go far. Success gone to her head, maybe? I don't think so. Firing no. her coach? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Well, not weird. Take, hot take. I don't think that would have been a big deal if there's a man. I disagree. Oh, that's interesting yeah I think it would have been that's a strong move it would have been like oh yeah yeah, that's confident that's assertive yeah rather than oh big for a boots you know just for the record I'm more on your side of because uh... yeah I'm not calling you out James I just said no but I think you're right because I guess before this tournament mm. I mean at least for myself I didn't know her yeah Um, but now it makes sense like of her profile she has more opportunity it's like a job right yeah. You do so well in your job, you can then get promoted. That doesn't mean like you're big headed or anything, but it's just you deserve, you know, a better quality of service, basically. Yeah, I mean, no, it's also like it makes sense to uh, go with someone who knows basically what they're doing because the coach she had before had never played on that level, right? Yeah. So they don't know, and that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, it's just a completely different scenario. You yeah. Know? Uh, but yeah, that's interesting to see. Um, but yeah, it kind of reminds me of back back when we began the podcast. Was our first movie Wimbledon? No, I think it was our one second of our early one. Ones, yeah. It was our, one of our early ones when the podcast was in its heyday. You know, when we actually did our segments and everything. Well, we're battle veterans now. On uh, our sixth episode, we are like seasoned podcasters now. Six episodes, what, in a year? <laughs> yes. Yeah, one every two months. But um, yeah, so how about the movie that we watched... For this this podcast, James, how did that go? Yeah, so uh, remind me again what that movie was. <laughs> I've actually 
just forgotten. The Hoosiers, I believe. The Hoosiers, that was it. What did we think of the Hoosiers, James? Uh, it was not watched. It was not watched. <laughs> <laughs> we had about two months to watch it, and what did we do? We didn't watch it. It was so off-putting, we just decided... <laughs> We decided not to do the podcast. That is that is one of the reasons. It's like it really, really is. Oh, we didn't watch this movie, so we could do the podcast. <laughs> Every hmm. time we were to do it, we're like, oh yeah, but we didn't watch the movie first. We will watch it. It will happen, but I don't know. Look, okay. Now we turn to you, our listeners, who there are numerous of. Yeah. Uh, not just the one. Numerous being. You are a number. So. <laughs> the number is larger than zero, maybe. <laughs> um, Sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, you know, let us know if this is not what you think is good. But I think it would be good to have a separate thing where we do sports movies because I think I think it's great. I'm really excited to always watch these. I want to actually give it a proper review. I think actually to do that, you kind of need more than like five minutes in the segment, you know? Yeah. And I think that could be a separate thing all on its own Yeah. Uh, for us to do. And it also means that if we don't want to do it, or if we forget, or if it gets delayed, um, we don't have to delay the podcast, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we've got to do that. And if you don't like it, let us know. Yeah, so that I think that's a good plan moving forward. Um, also, just to back on the tennis part, Djokovic obviously is now tired of Nadal and Federer on oh, 20 yeah. Grand Slams and I don't want to hell at someone's defeats, but I was very happy he could not get to 21. Hell I can't yeah. remember who beat him, uh, but yeah, it was Grand Slam final in the US Open final. When Emma could win, Djokovic could not. Hell yeah. That's and what we love to see. I think that's a great end to the podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, if it's a weekend for you. <laughs> it's been a while. We're still trying it's to get into it. It's been a while. It's been a while. But you know what? Stay tuned because you know what? You never know when we're going to release it, <laughs> it? It's kind of a nice, it's a nice surprise, you know? If you're never consistent, you're always a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Signing out. I don't know. <laughs> Laters. <laughs>